0: Twenty-seven you seven the futures rock and roll.
1: Welcome to Dong Teeny, episode sixty-eight. On today's show, Simone wants to sway the genetically modified vote, Steffi is named part of the anti-evangelical hate machine, and the ladies have an informed opinion on the word retarded. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury.
2: Hello, Stephanie. How are you, Dong?
3: I'm Dong very well. How are you, Dong, Simone?
2: I'm dong excited uh, now that the election is finally over and that Obama won and is our new president. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy feeling. You know, I, I didn't know what to expect and I was really hoping that Obama would win. So right now I'm feeling very happy uh, about the outcome. How do you feel about the outcome, Stephanie?
3: Very excited. And, um, yeah, I that's that state, Ohio, um, I think had everything to do with it.
2: <laughs> I know if it wasn't for Ohio, uh, things could have ended up very differently.
3: <laughs> that state is always swinging the vote,
2: <laughs> always, always. And I'm surprised that Romney didn't. Do a much better ground game because then Obama may not have won. <laughs> <I
3: can't> imagine <laughs> what that would have been like.
2: <sighs> I know. I'm very happy to see the way that the voters have, uh, uh, you know, got it together and just you, you'd like to think, you know, the best of people. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All I can say is I'm feeling very happy right now, and let's just leave it at that.
3: <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. Oh the gosh. election makes me Hi nervous. Hi, listeners. What's that? Elections just make me nervous.
2: I know, I know. Listeners, it's Monday night, but you're listening to this on Wednesday, so <laughs> we're just trying to cover our
3: asses. <laughs> we're doing a Mad have- sort of recording.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, yes, we're, we're very blank about this. so I can't even shake it now. I don't even know if you can use any more adjectives for the rest of the show. God damn it.
3: That's a good adjective.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so, okay, it's Monday night. The election's tomorrow. Um, I haven't been paying a whole lot of attention over the last months because... 2008 i was crazy the entire time just just looking at those, you know, those interactive that. maps yeah you can look at those interactive maps and you can keep adjusting Well, what if florida goes to obama what if it goes to you know just keep just moving things around and seeing how it'll work out but it's all in my fucking head and my wishful thinking or my paranoid thinking so i just stopped 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 until like the last month and now I find myself slipping back into my old ways, and anytime I've got a moment of downtime, just turning on MSNBC and nodding along. And,
3: you know, it's nodding just like, along. no, no. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a baseline
2: <laughs> yeah it, it is like that you know so uh, I don't watch Rachel Maddow because she gets me too depressed because yeah so I I'm just, I'm just you know I, I'm not trying to like bury my head in the sand but I just I'm just t- trying not to get myself too worked up is the thing so um, I want Obama to win desperately I'm really concerned about the Supreme Court um, nomination so hopefully <laughs> listener today we're all really excited about that if that's what you wanted Um, Yeah, but that leads me to... Oh, before we go any further, I want to say a quick hi to uh, all our East Coast listeners. Listen to Mary, listen to Jeff, uh, hot tipper Kevin, Emily and Micah, our East Coast folks that we know of and any others who we uh, do not know of. uh, Hope you're doing (laughs) all right. I actually spoke to Mary on Facebook today, and she's in the upper upper east side or west side so she's she's un, fairly untouched so just dealing with oh, okay. annoying things like a coffee shop being closed and whole foods yeah. being closed for a day and stuff like that so 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 she's doing okay but i don't know about everybody else so i think you i think emily and micah i th- saw something from emily on facebook and she's doing okay as well so yeah. anyway we hope you're all hope you're all doing okay and we had a week off last week because frankly listener I don't know if you've noticed this, but we haven't missed a week in over a year. We've been a couple days late a few times, but we have not missed a week in a whole year, a year and a bit, like a few weeks, maybe a year and a year four and weeks. So we were busy, we were tired, I went to Houston, Stephanie was single parenting. So we said, fuck it, and we took the week off with little fuss. So, And thankfully a few people noticed and said, oh, is there going to be a show this week? No, sorry, <laughs> fuck you. I didn't say that to them, and I didn't feel that way about it. But it just came out that way just now. <laughs> I enjoyed my week off. I wish I'd known about it sooner. I would have enjoyed I know, the week me off. Too. Even I more. Think it was yeah, yeah.
3: Of a last minute thing where I'm like, I'm going to kill myself.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off. If we had known like days before that we were taking the week off, we would have enjoyed that week even more. Thinking, cool, I we're not trying to squeeze have. that in with everything else going on. But that's okay. I still, I still enjoyed it. <laughs> You know, adding the editing and the recording to everything else I had going on. It was was a good relief. So thank you for your patience, listener. We are back. Um, Now, so back to the election. I want to talk about undecided voters. Now, you said um, when you, I think you're watching the second debate, you posted something like that, that you told Lolly, you, uh, Lolly asked who you were voting for and you said, uh, you're not sure, but probably Obama. But I didn't know if you were just saying that to not influence her or if you really were undecided at that point.
0: Oh,
3: I was um, just saying that to not influence her. Like, I didn't say I'm not sure, but I said, I think I'm going to vote for Obama. Like... Oh um, right, right, right! Not, not to... to be like oh, but like you know we have Chairman Mao on the wall or something like that. Like I want right, to be right. like I think I'm gonna <laughs> go for Obama.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: No, that's a good. But, thing. That's what yeah, Greg did with I'm... me actually in 2000 with Al Gore. He's like, well, I'm a Democrat, so I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'll just watch this debate and see who I like. But like right away, I'm like. Bush is a fucking idiot, like, yeah. totally without the influence, it was, like, blatantly obvious, and then they would say, yes, Bush won that debate, I'm like, what uh-huh. are you talking about, and it's like, there was no spin or anything put on me, like, that's how it read to me from day one, that this man is a moron, you know, so, mm. yeah, so, but anyway, so, good, good, so I was just, uh, yeah, so I was just uh, clarifying if you were actually undecided at that at that point or, or uh-huh. not, but... Yeah, these people are undecided. Like right to the last minute, they. I read a thing uh, last week saying that. Um, they're kind. Uh, um, gosh, what's his name? Chris Hayes from The Nation. He's on MSNBC, but he wrote yeah. this thing actually back in 2004 when he was like going door to door trying to drum up uh, votes for Kerry. And he was talking to a lot of undecided voters, and and they would say stuff like he said he said he, what he figured was they treat. Voting like uh, um, uh, like he treats laundry in that it's this thing you have to do, and I'm not going to do <laughs> it until every last, last item minute. of clothes clothing is dirty. It's like okay, mm-hmm. I guess I have to do this. Like they're not like to them, uh, politics isn't like fun or a hobby or an interest. It's just hmm. something that has to be done. So, mm-hmm. but even that, I still find it hard to remain undecided until oh you know, yeah. so fucking late in the game. Like I saw after the the third debate, there were these people were were. They, they talk to ten undecideds, and and uh, and like one of them says, "Yeah, I, I I was leaning towards Obama, but now I'm going with Romney because of the economy." Even though it was about oh um, it was about defense. Like why? Did, what? How did that like switch in your mind while you're watching this? Like they just seem like yeah. just such wishy-washy people that just don't really have much of a clue of what's going on, you know? And, and being undecided between these two, I don't understand that, you know?
3: Yeah.
1: Well, because so, of my yeah.
3: Christian culture preoccupation, I'm always looking at, you know, what the evangelical right are saying about, about you know, Obama versus Romney and how they suddenly are on board with a Mormon Romney, whereas before they would never be down with a Mormon Romney, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, so I kind of am stalking that. And I, I was posting something the other day, and this guy who I love, he's a philosophy professor atheist type person who reads my blog his name's chris mountaine or i can't pronounce his last name but anyway he goes he commented this and he goes i wish that i could vote for the extreme socialist that the evangelicals say that obama is instead of the wishy-washy moderate he actually is seriously so awesome i'm like i know he's not even nearly as bad as what they say he is but that's oh i know.
2: <laughs> if there was somebody that far Left that existed that was actually had a chance of winning. I would vote for that person. You know exactly. So, anytime you do any of those political tests, I'm always like way in the like left bottom corner. Like I'm so. Oh, pissed.
3: me too. I'm as far yeah. left as you can possibly get.
2: Really? I thought. Have you changed over the last few years? I thought you were a little more uh, moderate. Uh, I like
3: don't know. Maybe around the, the
2: last. last the
3: last one I took. I feel like I'm more moderate, but the when I like. For social justice and, you know, um, like the way taxes are spread out and that sort of thing. I'm really, I'm really, really left, I guess.
2: Right, right.
3: So, I don't know. Gosh. Really, really alienating
2: our right-wing base right now.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Do we ever have one? (laughs) I don't
2: think, do we even have one right-wing or Republican listener, I wonder?
3: (laughs) Kind of doubt it.
2: Gosh, Please make yourself known. Text the dong line and let us know you exist for real. No, actually, you need to call and I I won't believe it. We won't be mad. No. We'll be curious, but
3: we won't be mad. Exactly,
2: exactly. Yeah, no, don't text it online, because I won't believe it because anyone will just text it to say, oh, I'm right winger. <laughs> no, you have to call and make your case and explain to us, and systematically explain to us that you are a dog <laughs> listener, <laughs> and yes. you support the Republican Party.
3: <laughs> and I will be able to understand, because I used to identify as a Republican, which I was talking about in that interview that went up last week, that um, where someone was um, asking me, like, what's been my journey and all this, and so... I was saying, I kind of know how these right wingers think because I used to identify this way. And, um, so this was on like a, a blog where there's a lot of kind of older fundamentalist type (laughs) type readers and the blog is up to about 500 comments now. And it kind of, it's been kind of a mess and people are emailing me going, yeah, yeah, this blog is split over your interview and they're, everyone's mad at each other because you know, you, you got them to talk about stuff that they don't usually talk about and, um, feelings got hurt, and one of the administrators just quit. <laughs> wow. I know. That's, it kind of
2: They quit over, like, dealing with the with the comments? Was it an actual yeah. job, or was it a volunteering
0: job? I think it uh, was. I history? don't think
3: it was, I think it was, like, a volunteering thing. Like, these oh, people okay. have been running a yeah. I think it sounds like a pretty established community. Like, it had been around for a few yeah. years, and people, like, knew each other and stuff. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I looked, I could tell it
2: was a lot of people active on that you know on that yeah. thread, like right off the bat so we could definitely tell it was a popular spot for, for for chatter about all that stuff but but it's just so weird how so many people got so upset uh and interpreted that what was the what was the blog called again
3: it was um let's see it's phoenix preacher is the name yes that's of right it. yeah and because um, these guys used to be pastors i think who these two guys who run it and um yeah they were they were just kind of asking me what my journey's been but i think that in the comments um someone discredited the fact that i said spiritual abuse exists and that's that seems oh. to be the dividing line where people are like you just need to get over right. it and my whole stance oh. is like um that's really dangerous to say just buck up and get over it you know like and yeah. that's almost like pretending it didn't happen and that's it needs to be an talked about element
2: of abuse right there is just exactly
3: so oh, that was yeah. the hot button issue. And, um, gotcha. My thing, like, when I
2: read the whole thing, it was just so warm and gentle and friendly between you and the and the interviewer. You know, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah no, this was. is cool. Like it was just like to me, it was a nice encapsulation of. I mean, you know, I knew all that stuff about you already, but you know what I mean? Like it was a nice. I was like, oh, who, who couldn't be down with this girl and what she's saying? Aww. You know. And then like the idea that it exploded, I'm like, are you serious? Like people are so sensitive to anything that challenges them that even when it was brought to them in such a generous and gentle light they couldn't take it you know i mean you've been way feistier in other places than you have in that i, I think and, and it's just the fact that it ignited so much stuff was really really interesting
3: i know isn't it and that like this one guy said this this um, interview made me really sad because it reminds me of my disillusion. this disillusioned young lady reminds me of my kids and, like, that made me Oh, yeah, me when he's worried,
2: his kids will become, yeah, yeah, I saw yeah, that. Yeah,
3: but that also made me go, he called me young. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Priorities.
3: <laughs> and then Values. some people were like, is that, sh- is that picture photoshopped? And it's my friend Jason in Australia who, like, you know, did made my skin really pale and my lips really red. You know, and I'm like, yes, that photo is very the, the, photoshopped. The picture,
2: <laughs> the picture that's, like, your Twitter picture with the the
3: black no, shirt that picture slightly different one it's a it's like oh, okay. a newer one that he he just shopped and sent to me but oh, okay um it was pretty funny because i'm like yeah you idiots <laughs> <The Photoshop
2: picture. laughs> oh man gosh so so then that happened and then you said you've been listed on the anti-evangelical hate machine list oh, yeah. what is yeah.
3: that <laughs> I just got, I just found out about that like an hour ago where um, some guy who, he's a Christian um, fiction writer. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I think there's nothing more ridiculous than like Christian no- Christian fiction, like novels. You know? <laughs> he, so this guy like takes himself really seriously and he wrote today, it went up, he goes, um, here are the, the top runners in the anti-evangelical hate machine. And I was like one of the first, I was the first blog that he talked about. And he, was, wow. and he goes, the webmaster says that her blog is a, as if I'm the webmaster, you know. But um, the webmaster <laughs> describes this as, <laughs> as the, more like the whackmaster. <laughs> the whackmaster <laughs> describes her blog as a scientific approach to all things evangelical, which I'm saying clearly tongue in cheek. But he's like, then she goes on to mock such things as evangelical terminology and worship conferences. <laughs> <laughs> scientific indeed and i'm like oh my god <laughs> he just like didn't know Jesus. that i was joking at all and he was very angry so i posted it i don't it think you would have liked, liked
2: it even if you were joking even if he knew you were joking he would not have liked it. <laughs>
3: yes oh good point but um i posted it and then five minutes later the site was down and Kate, to kate was like oh you made him crash and so, and then the guy posted, a, you know, he tweeted, he's like, I just got off the phone with my web server and, and this is the first time a post has ever caused it to, to crash or something like that. The traffic caused <laughs> it to crash. So and I'm like, yay, good. <laughs> wow. But that was, that was interesting. It's fun. When, it's fun to get when, negative attention from people like that. You're doing something right, I think. So
2: It is. Um, What you're saying is a, a you wrote Christian fiction. I mean, I'm sure it's just, you know, fiction stories that... Christian tone, but it made me think, like, does anyone write, like, Bible fan fiction? Oh. I kind of think that... <laughs> it... they just write, like, extensions of the Bible? Like, that?
3: Yes. Do you remember when I was telling you about that girl named Nancy Dowd? Who, um, she yes. would write her own psalms and post them on her blog, and you go, you mean, like, Christian fan fiction?
2: I said that then, too! I said, I guess you I really want this then. to happen. That was so awesome. <laughs> like, yes, David should exactly totally right. write this. David should totally be writing this. You know David will write a fucking whole New Testament in two weeks.
3: he will. (laughs) Okay, this was, I don't know if I've told you this, this was like when he and I were first married and we were watching TVN just for the fun of it, like the Bible network. And Uh um, they go, they were saying, if you can think of some names for God, please email them to us. And so David (laughs) sat down and wrote like, You know, like 100 biblical names for God, which you know he has a master's in theology, so it's no problem for him to like rattle these off. But in it, he like interspersed names like nasty buns and light beer and Bob. (laughs) (laughs) And the TVN got a tender treat.
2: (laughs) Did they read it on the air?
3: I don't. Really not that I saw. Like oh. <laughs> that was. That's what they were doing. They're like, we got this email from this person, and here's what, here's the names they have forgot <laughs> Nasty puns. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> I think a new wow. t- a third testament is going to be on its way. seriously. I can well, those you mean today. a fourth
2: testament, because the third testament, as we all know, is the uh, is the Book of Mormon. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh so um, I guess it was nearly two weeks ago, two weeks ago from mm-hmm. when everyone's listening on Wednesday, um, I went to see um, the Melvins Light play at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, mm. and they played 50 states, uh, 50 shows in 50 states, or actually 51, because they played DC as well, so 51 shows in 51 days, in 50 states in, what? and... Uh, and DC, Yes, yeah, so it's like the world record, so I really really wanted to go, just so I could like, be part of that, so um, anyway, so I went to the show, but you know, I'd had a long day, I had actually gone to a movie screening just before that, of the comedy, starring Tim Heidecker, yeah, uh, featuring featuring Greg Turkington, so um, which was <laughs> great, so, um, but I'm not here to plug my husband's movie um, so yeah, so I'd seen the comedy, and then I went to this, and I was like really tired, so I'm, like, I'm not gonna, I can't stay till the end, so I watched for about 45 minutes, I'm like, okay, I really have to go so anyway, so I go out to my car but when you go to the cemetery because everybody's still watching the show because it's going on there was nobody around and I'm walking to my car in the cemetery by myself and I was like and I was scared but I realized I wasn't scared in the slightest of ghosts or ghouls or zombies or anything but I was just scared of like somebody hiding in the behind because there there's still all these cars parked you know. so I was like afraid of somebody like jumping out and like raping me or something like that like that's what I was honestly afraid of like I'm just I'm like there are like a gazillion dead people around me and I don't give a shit and I was just really proud of my of me being like you know a good rational thinker which isn't to say I don't run back into my bed at night when I go to the bathroom sometimes because I get a bee in my bonnet that something's you know what I mean when you're all groggy and stuff so I'm not yeah. saying I'm totally rational and I have been afraid of um this chapel. Um, when I was a, a teenager, we used to go to this retreat um, down at this place called Mornington uh, uh, outside of Melbourne, and uh, and there was this chapel and this old convent that was like a hundred years old, mm. and the fucking chapel had like this one little candle always burning with this eerie light. It scared the fucking shit out of me. I was pretty sure I felt like he just I just felt like that place was haunted just because it was creepy. You know, I didn't feel or see anything. I just had a bad vibe, and then I was wow. in an abandoned hotel in Pasadena, like uh, in the first year that I. Moved out here doing extra work Ooh. on uh, on the West Wing, and I ended up on a floor all by myself. And I was like totally like huh. ghost freaking out for no reason. Like, it was all in my mind. Yeah, Ooh, so I, really I didn't like that. It does, but nothing happened. It was all in my fucking head. But right. I just thought those things have scared me for no reason. But yet I'm walking in a cemetery with nobody around, and um, and you know walking towards a tall like uh, uh, crypt. You know, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. I was like just scared of rapists. So I was actually impressed with myself and <laughs> not being scared of 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 uh, of dead bodies or ghouls, but just being scared of rapists, which I think is a very sane way to,
3: scared to be. Scared of people. <laughs> That might be a way people what you need to be
2: afraid of. Yeah, because I, re- I was like, cool. I really don't believe in that shit, or else I'd be really scared right now of that. Yeah. But it sucked because the remote on my car, my remote locking doesn't work. It just died abruptly last that week, like the day before. So like, you'd like to like have it open, so when you get to the car, you just open the door and jump in. But I had yeah. to like, like I ha- it has like one of those codes on it. So I had to type the code in, and then it didn't work the first time because I was scared. So I was like, ah. <laughs> so yeah, that kind of that kind of made me nervous. I, was like, I just wanted to just jump in the car and shut the door, you know. But I wasn't like thinking, oh, a ghoul's gonna come from behind me and like, you know, clasp its hand over my mouth with its rotting corpse. But um, yeah, so I didn't feel like anything like that. So that was good. I was proud I wasn't afraid of that.
3: Yeah. (laughs) I used to be really scared of ghosts. Like, I just, but I love creepy movies like that. But I remember after we saw The Exorcist, we saw it at the Cinerama here in Seattle in like 2000. And I could not sleep for like a month after, well, I could, (gasps) but it was like, I was totally like, scared to look in mirrors i was scared like to be in any dark room you know like constantly just so afraid and anytime the light would go out i would immediately think about her crab walking down the stairs with her head spinning around yeah yeah (laughs) but i don't yeah I, i still love those kinds of movies but they don't freak me out quite the same like which is good like they don't stay with me you know Yeah, I think with
2: those things, I'm more squeamish just when there's, like, gross mutilation-type things. Like, that bothers me, just squeamishness or hacking and such of bodies, but um, but not actual, um, like, ghost scariness, really. But um, with the... Oh, with the uh, uh, exorcist element. I wonder, like, how much of that, like, from just having this evangelical background and the potential of demons actually mm-hmm. existing? Like, did you were you raised to believe that demons existed and inhabited people? So is there an element of that Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. causing you a fear? Oh, man. Yeah,
3: definitely. So that's why it's, like, so scary. And I still love, like, the paranormal activity movies. Like, they've right. gotten a couple, like, I think there are four out now, and the third was really ridiculous. I, but I still liked it. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's like the, that's like re- really creepy stuff to me because they set it up like Stephen King like it's really normal you know and, and yep. it could be, it just seems boring and normal until something freakish happens and then you're like right, ah, right. how's that gonna happen to me <laughs> so Gosh. that's the whole thing that I like about it I guess Thin line between love and hate
2: <laughs> yes yes um, now I'm going to talk about some food items. So just before I do, a few weeks ago I talked about how I was uh, pushing people to vote in California to vote yes on cop oh, yeah. 37, which were label GMO foods. And fucking, since then, like it's losing now in the polls. Even the people, Why? if you, ask them, Do you think your food should be labeled? Yes, I do, because they're lying all this stuff about about people, you know, saying that uh, saying that it's going to cost more money, and they, yeah. and, and so so I go into to work today. I see my coworkers like filling out, like deciding, their, going through their ballot, and what gonna vote this husband and wife and i was like are you voting yes on 37 and they were like no we're voting no and i'm like why and they're like oh because it's gonna be so expensive and you're gonna have to get new machines to print the labels and i all i had to say was no like they're not going to put it in like they have to do it next immediately like they'll have time and they can order new labels like if they just changed ingredients anyway they'd have to change their labels or if they have a competition on the label they change print new labels like when they order new labels they can just add it to now say gmo corn instead of just corn like that's all like it has to do and they're like oh yeah so then like i totally made them vote yes like that simply but just explaining that simple Mm -hmm. fact to them. And it's just so frustrating because it's probably going to lose. Last time I looked it was like 39% to to 50% and then 10% undecided. So yeah, it's just that this Monsanto put $34 million into the no campaign so they just scared everybody, you know? Wow. Yeah, like one of these ads, this doctor's like I know, right? Let's just take the ingredients off altogether. So it's Wednesday now, right, listeners, so who knows? Hopefully I'm delighted that, uh, that yes won, but
3: gosh, don't I don't know tini. what happened. Hopefully I'm delighted. <laughs> <laughs> the tagline. I
2: like that. So um, on to food. <laughs> Due to technical difficulties, the much-anticipated subject of food has been postponed. All the dog line
0: call. call
1: Hi Steffi and Simone. Um I was two, three, not actually but kind of solicited by Steffi to call us online and talk about the word retarded. Um today I was on Facebook and probably like twenty people were posting this article about how Anna Coulter um, called, I guess, Obama retarded or something, um, I mean, that's probably the 8,000th person that she has called retarded, so, um, it wasn't shocking, but apparently this, um, guy with Down syndrome wrote her this open letter, and it was really sweet, um, kind of like he was very positive toward her, and it was nice, um. But I think it's just like still bothers me because I'm just so annoyed by how much people don't get that retarded is not a big deal. Um, So my thoughts on retarded are, and I've said this elsewhere, um, is that you can really just, you can use it in two different ways and it's fine. Um, I think because the actual term means less advanced. So. I use that when I'm talking about my sister. I have a younger sister who was born with a brain tumor that couldn't be removed. Um, Right now she's at like the mental capacity of maybe a three or four year old. So she can't uh, really function extremely well. She can basically dress herself at this point um, and kind of talk. But she's pretty severely mentally retarded. Um, and I've always called her mentally retarded. Um, I didn't really run into an issue with that until like high school. I think I, one time I was in the cafeteria and I walked up, walked up to her to hug her, and this kid freaked out that I was touching the retarded girl. And I was like, "That's my sister." And then I even asked her, like, "Hey, we're sisters?" And she was like, "Yeah," and kind of nodded her head. And he still got really angry and told on me that I touched the retarded girl. So I feel like that's what we're doing. When we talk about the term retarded, they're like, Oh my God, you just you touch the retarded person. Like what the fuck are you doing? You don't touch those people. And I feel like by making that word such a big deal, it's I mean, it's it's reinforcing to them that they're being made fun of when they're not. Um, Obviously, we use retarded to say stupid, um, and I think that's fine, because stupid is very much like less advanced. I mean, it's pretty much a synonym, so I don't see any problem with using it that way, and I do, um, because it's funny. I even call people gay, and I'm gay, so you can really just fuck off everyone who can't deal with it. I don't really have anything more to say, but it was kind of offensive, so I just called back to let you know um, that I just feel like you smacked down. Like, I had this total, like, retarded erection, and it just got, oof, destroyed, flaccid.
2: (laughs) That's all I love you all. Bye. (laughs) Sorry about that, Kate. Sorry, our dong line. (laughs) Knocked off your uh, your, uh, your dong bone, your retarded boner. Um, uh, so listen, just just be advised. It's we didn't set the time, okay? The Google Voice it just gives you three minutes, okay? So work within the confines or expect to be cut off and resume so that's just the way it is but anyway thank you Kate for calling that through so she said you you uh sort of uh, uh, um sort of uh, gestured her to make the call what were you involved in that uh, discussion I about that she was
3: and- Facebook messaging me about how she's like why is everyone like getting their panties in a wad about this Ann Coulter thing when there's so many other horrible things she's done and And, you know, I think Kate's a a good voice to this because she's super smart, and she's, you know, minority in in the sexuality area, and, you know, she identifies as either bi or gay, I think, and um, she has a retarded sister, and so who better to talk about the word retarded as someone who um, could be, you know, construed as being oppressed by society and in the minority, but no, she's rad about it, and she refuses to be a victim, and she knows that retarded is hilarious. (laughs) And she's like, "Fuck you, retards! If you can't take a joke, I'm okay."
2: Exactly, exactly. No. Well, I think. I mean, I think her feeling is 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 valid. I think that's where the balance is. Is just sort of acceptance that it's not. It's not that way for everybody. Like if you, can, I think mm-hmm. it's okay for people to be firstly offended or uncomfortable and not want to use it. And, and I do know a lot of people. It's like I'm not comfortable saying that, but I understand that people say it. You know, and they they sort of have that sensibility. But just the people that have the knee-jerk reaction, and like 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 she was saying, like you just can't touch the retarded. And but it's it's actually like yeah. putting them at a greater distance than just sort of encompassing yeah. them and just being being sort of part of everything. So um, I thought Absolutely. that was actually a, a very interesting point that she made. So. Thank you, Kate.
3: Yeah, go Kate. So smart, so sweet.
2: Okay, so um, as I mentioned earlier, I went to Houston uh, for work uh, last week, which is why we didn't have an episode. And uh, on the way back, and this is what's fucked, is that Greg watched this, he went to Ireland, and he watched it on the way to Ireland, and then I watched it coming back from Houston. So Greg and I both watched on the in-flight entertainment, Rock of Ages. And... um, (laughs) it was like you know watched it both for the reasons of just you know finding it horribly bad and, and it was horribly horribly it just makes me really uncomfortable like musicals are very they're just so unnatural you know they're not like mm-hmm. you know that everything's everybody's doing things in this exaggerated absurd way so i don't think well, you i knew may,
3: it was a musical
2: Yes, it's a, it was a st- it's a stage show using all these oh, hair metal hell. songs from the '80s, and then they uh, then they translated it to a movie. So it's already uncomfortable oh. when you see it sort of in the theater, but it sort of it makes sense because it's live and they need to like get your attention with like big movements and stuff. You know what I mean? It needs to be eye catching to the person in the back row. But when you're watching on a big screen, everyone's in your face dancing like that and just singing bad versions of songs that you already know. You know what I mean? It's like watered down mm. versions. It's it's like who is this for? Like people who really like this hair metal music of the 80s why yeah. would they like if you're like really devoted to that 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 period why would you want to hear? these watered down versions of these songs you know and then if you are just it's it's just like people are like yeah i like that song we're not gonna take it by that band like they don't know or care about anything they're just they're just top 40 people who happen to like those songs at the time as well as liking you know whatever shit at the time as well you know like they they would just like whatever boy like they would like new kids on the block at the same time
3: probably you know I just so i feel like it's going out for the cat calendar demographic is their audience yes! that looking for there? It
2: does feel like that.
3: Uh, no, I was just gonna say, my, you know, my uh-huh. favorite movie is Waiting for Guffman, and it's like a mockumentary uh-huh. about musicals. Like it's just my favorite. Oh, it's right, like right, stood right. the test of time, like for twenty years. Yes, yes,
2: yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah because it's yeah. No, it totally Still it totally my favorite gets movie.
3: that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so brilliant. Um,
2: the what the thing I found grossest was this: is that the lead, the main star, the bigger. Action. tom cruise is playing like the sort of your axl rose equivalent of the time you know what i mean and he's so ridiculous in that role it's like the man mm. is over 50 why is he playing you know or is he just 50 i think he's 50 next year he's too old to be playing a guy in his prime in the 80s you know so it's really gross and there's a scene with him and um and this uh malin ackerman and they're like they're singing oh my god what song are they singing um I want to know what love is. And I swear to God, like I was gagging. Like I was like, oh my God, this is. Cool. Like, just just every time, like, somebody had to, like, kiss Tom Cruise or, like, lick his ear or do something, it was like, you know, if you watch a movie and somebody has to, like, make out with a morbidly obese person mm-hmm. or somebody just really gross, and you're like, oh, man, that poor person had to really kiss that person. That's how yeah. I was thinking. But it's Tom Cruise who's supposed to be like, oh, my God, it's Tom Cruise. But, like, he's <laughs> so gross to me that that's how I felt watching this. Like, it was just yeah. like, utterly disgusting, like, having him in that position of being such a sex god. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, the movie is wretched. Russell Brand was just, horrible you know, in it. He was probably the worst in it. gay
3: man. As yes. Well, as we all really know, so.
2: Yeah. Ugh. So, he's not good. Anyway, still, I, I don't recommend it. Uh, I don't bunyan still likes i think she's disapp- i think she knows like he's terrible and uh i think but she still holds like a torch like in you know just uh you know out of loyalty or something but i think even that torch might be finally extinguished i know i, th- I don't know of her going feeling like she has to see his movies in in the last few years so i think she might be finally over it good luck to you bunyan <laughs> so anyways as i said greg was uh greg was uh flying uh, to and from um uh, uh, Ireland, and on one of his flights, now he's always complaining about what he calls these 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 business pigs, <laughs> these business people, who like open their laptop like they've got such important work to do, but they're always like wearing Tommy Bahama clothes and like oh. writing these stupid stupid lists because he can't help it, like eavesdrop on what they're what they're writing. So this is what he saw on the list in front of him. You'll love this so hard.
3: Yay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. So the list is entitled Making It
3: Last. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <And> <laughs> <So he> was- <laughs> Wait, okay. Let me totally get the set up. So someone like across the aisle from him or next to him was typing this on their laptop?
2: It looks and like it's just, either between the seats or in the, it's in the seat in front of him for sure. Okay,
3: okay.
0: So, yeah,
2: so, but he can see their screen, so he's like snapped this picture from behind. Oh, maybe, maybe it actually it sure. looks like it might be a diagonal seat across the aisle from him <laughs> and forward. <laughs> so, yeah, so making okay. it last. Bullet point one find champions early. <laughs> 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 Number two, stay the course no matter what. <laughs> oh, God. Go after low-hanging fruit. Ah. <laughs> this is so sexual. Get ongoing feedback. Oh. <laughs> Be inclusive. Oh my god. And then finally, It's a Journey. Oh. And then he said the cursor was just stopped after It's a Journey for like the longest time. <laughs> <laughs>
3: the cursor was just stopped. Yeah. for the longest, uh, he
2: like, on actually watched them like compose this shit <laughs> they're always just writing this bullshit this is what they're <laughs> flying across the country with, like, such well, important business say, and this is what they're fucking doing
3: this guy might have been a pastor of a megachurch or something <laughs> he could have been this is like a pastor or a are. businessman because they're turning into the same thing <sighs> Oh boy.
2: <laughs> okay. So thank you for that, Greg. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <sighs>
2: okay. Now uh, we spoke in the last episode about your great sufferings as a single parent, but <laughs> David suffering. is finally back from Japan, and he brought you prizes.
3: Back. He came back today, and and people are like, Are you so excited that David's coming back today? I'm like, Yes, I cannot wait to murder him. And so, as soon as he landed, he texted me, landed, and I go, Good, prepare to die. Uh, and, I, and I didn't know if I would be like happy or sad or angry when I saw him, but I was just happy. And so I'm, yeah, yeah I'm not mad at him. That hasn't surfaced yet. He's just been back. I loved a few when hours, I texted but...
2: you today and I said, I said, I said, Davey's back. I said, did you kill him or, um, or did you melt when you saw him? And you just wrote back, I don't know. He's asleep. I don't know. <laughs> like, he was, <laughs> like he was in the house. But he was asleep, and you still didn't have the verdict, didn't you? I don't have
3: any answers <laughs> for you. He's sleeping.
2: You still didn't know how he felt. I love that.
3: What's it like having David back? I don't know. He's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> So he brought back like all these presents, and and he he went to sleep like he needed to. But he set his alarm to wake up for when the kids are coming home from school. And he got up and he set like Lolly's prizes out on the counter and this little section, and then Judah's prizes out, you know, just all this candy and little toys, like a little bitty panda purse, you know, like crossbody, you know, little purse for her, and like a rad samurai sword keychain for Judah, you know, and tons of rad candy and um he had gotten me like pocky earrings and this cool. um, these tights i know these unicorn tights that say something like miss sugar hotness ministry or something <laughs> <on them. laughs> and a bumper sticker that says i heart crunchy nuts and you know hello kitties <laughs> all these hello kitty things and stuff so that was really sweet but anyway those are my my prizes that he brought back and and I was very excited. And I took a picture and posted them on Facebook. <laughs> but the biggest cool. prize is not having to be a single parent anymore. I do not know how they do it. And I could never get divorced because I could not have the kids on my own half the time. Yeah. And that's all I know. <laughs> so. You could be um, the weekend parent. Who? The weekend parent. You could parent? be the weekend
2: parent. Yeah. Or
3: maybe I could be options. every other weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oregon schools were doing really good. No, um, uh, it's not. It's good. Like, the kids and I had very sweet moments, and some hard ones, but mostly sweet moments. And um, my, um, my friend, who's a listener, he lives in Chicago, and his name's Dave, and he also has a wife named Stephanie, um, he was saying, you guys, whenever you come to Chicago, you should come stay with us. And so, our friend Kote is going to go to Chicago next weekend. Um, for her doctorate, um, so she's going for a conference out there, and Kote was telling me, you should come with me, Stephanie, you need, you know, you know, deserve to go on a trip after David's big trip. And I'm like, yeah. And um, she goes, you should come to Chicago, and I'm like, well, that's weird that you would say that, because we have these friends who have a, a house right in Wicker Park, and, and they say they have like guest rooms, and they really want us to come stay with them, and so I... I totally booked a flight, and I'm going to go with Cote to Chicago next weekend and see listener Jonah and my sister while I'm there. So yeah, that's so exciting!
2: I know. Congratulations, you so deserve that. My,
3: I God. know. Well, it was so nice because um, Dave and Steph—they were like—they kept saying, saying, "Are you going to come or not?" And I was like, "Oh, we have to check on tickets." And he just goes, "Shit, I'll pay," and he just like PayPal'd me money for a ticket. And it was so nice. So
2: that is so awesome.
3: Way too nice, and he's like, "I'm really excited you're gonna to get to see your sister." And I haven't seen her in, like four or five years. It feels like. Oh
2: my goodness!
3: I'm gonna get to see You've her. You've seen my, my sister own... more
2: recently than that. I know,
3: <laughs> and she lives on another continent. It's awful. It's just so sad. So. I'm really excited, and so I did the Expedia thing to get my ticket. You know, just, you know they're kind of expensive because it's just like a less than two weeks out. But um, um, yep. it just got random flights. You know, just like whenever, morning then evening, and um, I happen to be flying back on the same flight as Cote. What are the chances? Oh,
2: that's so cool!
3: Isn't that weird? That is and awesome. she booked her flight like a long time ago. And
2: that's yeah. great. So how long are you going for?
3: Just from Friday through Sunday. So you know, oh, okay. like less than three days, basically. But
2: cool but I we'll have a jolly like good freedom. Time. sweet freedom yes <laughs> well congratulations Hooray! Yay! cool well on that exciting note uh i guess it's time to wrap things up so thank you all for listening please uh, visit uh, dongtini.com for any supplementary material and of course call the dong line 323-301 dong dong is a winner and uh, I guess that'll do it. So until next time, bye, Stephanie.
3: Bye, Simone. Bye. 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 <laughs>
0: race independently in partnership with feralaudio.com an artist-friendly podcast collective this artist reserves the rights to their materials visit feralaudio.com for other original shows and learn about our community of artists that help make this collective possible thank you for listening to this podcast